Welcome on in to the Locked on Syracuse podcast. Tyler Aki and Tim Leonard. Today's episode brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Happy July to everyone. The calendar inching closer and closer to TBT. It's starting up this weekend. Bayharm's Army doesn't get going until the 7th. But as we do continue to move closer and closer we're going to talk to Demetrius Nichols today to get you everything you need to know about TBT. And then tomorrow on the show, we're going to dive into a lot more of his Syracuse career and even that brief stint that he spent in the NBA, as well as some of the overseas things that he's done. And also, he's got a venture into broadcasting as well. So that's on tomorrow's show. But today, we're going to talk TBT and Bayheim's Army's chances of actually taking this $1 million prize home. And I think this is a team that has a very, very good shot of doing that. But before we get to Demetrius, be sure to check out the show on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. Again, we are the only place for you to get daily Syracuse podcasts. All right, let's talk to Demetrius Nichols. All right, pleased to be joined now by a member of Bayheim's Army and one of Syracuse's most prolific scorers of the late 2000s. Sharpshooter Demetrius Nichols joins us here on the Locked on Syracuse podcast. Demetrius, thanks so much for joining us on the show here today. Now, before we get into everything Bayheim's Army and the tournament, just wanted to get a quick update on you and your family. How are you guys doing during this quarantine period? Uh, thanks for asking. Family is good. Uh, trying to do what we can do. I'm trying to control what we can control, staying six feet away from people, and uh, using gloves, using our masks. So, so far, so good. And uh, we're just trying to take every step we can to try to make the situation better. Well, we're coming up on TBT. July 7th, I know, is Bayheim's Army's first game. The tournament gets going on July 4th, but you guys got to go through a bunch of testing this year. I'm just curious, what's your travel schedule and kind of the timetable of this week, and when are you guys going to arrive in Columbus? Yeah, so we are, we arrive Thursday afternoon. We leave first thing in the morning, Thursday, maybe 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the morning. We get there maybe before 1 o'clock, then we're able to take another test. Speaking of tests, we took two or three tests. They mailed some tests to us these past couple of days. So we had to take the test, send it back through UPS. And everybody seems like they're passing with flying colors. So, uh, so far, so good with that. But we do get down there on Thursday afternoon to take another test. So are they giving you guys the cheek swabs? Are you doing the nasal uh, stuff? What what, what <laughs> no, type of test are you guys getting? Uh, it's actually disgusting. <laughs> uh, <where laughs> We have to uh, spit through a tube on on a Zoom call in front of a representative of the TBT, and they have to see us spit through a tube. We have to reach a certain line on the tube, and we have to seal it up, put it in the bag, wipe down the bag with alcohol pads, and then mail it out the next day. So that's what we've done. I had to do it. Uh, two times so far, and I think we're going to have to take another test. First thing, first time we get down there, and then while we're down there, we're going to continue to take tests. Uh, TBT is doing a great job of making sure that they're crossing every T, dotting every I, um, making sure that they're doing everything they can, they can possibly do to make this a safe and healthy environment. So everything is 
you know, run perfectly so far so good. Yeah, that's good to hear. Fingers crossed that you guys yeah. keep getting yeah. negative tests as you get there and everything. For you personally, yep. how's the, the game feel? Have you had much time to work on it kind of during this sort of uncertain time? Well, no, like everybody else <laughs> in this country. <laughs> uh, but I do have a gym that I go to downstairs, like a weight room. So my body is is pretty much in shape. Uh, we do have outside courts outside around my neighborhood that I go to once, twice a day. So I try to stay in shape that way. And uh, so far it's been, you know, going well. Like I said, I run in the morning. I do weights three times a week and I make sure that I shoot every day. So I'm controlling what I can control. And, and I'm pretty sure other guys on the Bayhams Army are doing the same. We have a nice group chat where Guys communicate, guys check in to make sure that everybody is, is doing what they're supposed to do, uh, playing the pieces that they have to play at the puzzle. What, in your opinion, is going to be the toughest part about this year, given the fact that you guys haven't been together, when usually you'll have a couple practice runs in you, you'll be hitting up the Mellow Center and stuff like that? I would say playing in front of an empty gym. You know, we're going to be on, on ESPN Live. With no fans, and I'm not sure if you two guys have, have played sports or not, but uh, playing in front of fans is, you know, that's that's part of sports. That's part of the game. As a player, as a competitor, you know, I look forward to playing in front of the fans because, especially when you play at home, the fans could be that they could give you that extra boost, that extra confidence. They could also boo the other team. So the fans play a good role, a great role in any type of event. Uh, so we're, so I think that's going to be the biggest challenge for me is, you know, playing in front of an empty gym. So we're going to have to find our own energy. We're going to have to keep our own energy. And we're going to have to try to find a way to win to sustain our energy to make sure that uh, we have the proper you know, energy throughout the whole game. Yeah, it's going to be a little different than playing in the Dome with 30,000 screaming fans for, for the Syracuse That's guys. True. But I know this is a, a talented group you guys have this year. A lot of first-round picks. It seems like a lot of some of the guys that have been really successful in the past have kind of combined and come together here. What do you like about this year's roster that has come together? We have a nice group of guys. We have a bunch of young guys, like you said, for four first-round picks mixed in with a bunch of vet guys, me, Eric Dievendorf, Brandon Trish, uh, you know, guys who, who've been playing high-level basketball for a long period of time. So uh, I think we could do a lot of things. We could play small ball. We can play fast. We can play slow. And most importantly, I think defensively, we have the ability to switch. Uh, it's not going to be a that much of a matchup when when it comes down to switching and defending the opposing team. Uh, so I think we have a good chance. Um, it's going to come down to chemistry and obviously IQ and toughness and who can make the most shots at the last five minutes of the game. I think it's going to come down to that. And the team who usually uh, plays with great Chemistry is a team who usually wins. Plenty more to get to from this fun conversation with Demetrius Nichols. But first, got to tell you about rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. 
Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it is for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. Trust me, they are. I went the other day. And be sure when you go to check out the How Did You Hear About Us box and write Locked On in there so they know we sent you to rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. I think it's interesting you bring up that chemistry because with you guys, you guys come from a lot of generations of Orange and not everyone has played together, but the Orange family obviously is something that runs deep. I know all these guys have come back and run at mellow with some of these guys, whether it's in season, out of season. Eric Devendorf was there as a coach for a little bit. He was playing with a number of these guys. So what do you feel like is the level of chemistry amongst this entire team? Well, we're going to see. You know, Like you said, there are some guys that I have played with, but there's a lot of guys that on the team this year that I haven't played with. Obviously, we know each other. Uh, because we are part of, you know, Orange Nation. But it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how we connect, how we interact with one another. That's why we're getting down there four or five days earlier so we can all meet up at one spot, go to practice, shoot together, and try to gain some type of, of, of camaraderie, not only on the court, but also off the court, in the hotels, in practice, and stuff like that. You mentioned those practices once you get there. Will you guys do some scrimmages or maybe try and play on the sa- at the same time with one another so that you get that chemistry down a little bit? Or what do you anticipate from those practices? Those practices, those practices are going to be consist of going over plays, making sure guys know what spots they have to go through on the floor, what plays they run, coach. Coach Ryan Blackwell is doing a great job with the guys that are already up here. And we meet uh, three times a week um, and we go over certain things that we could do to be better. So those practices, uh, those practices are basically going to be a, be a walkthrough of what he wants us to be ready for or to prepare for on the 7th uh, from uh, half-court plays, full-court full court plays, out of bounds plays, and just making sure that everybody's comfortable with one another. So I'm I'm happy that we have three or four or five days where we could just, you know, uh, get back to be around our teammates and get to know one another a little bit more better before we start and start to play. Is there a drill that you guys run in these practices? And maybe it won't happen this year because the structure of everything is a little bit different, but you're a guy who's played in years past and has been around this program. Is there a drill that you guys run that maybe it was universally hated amongst all these players that have come through the Bayheim mm-hmm. system, or there's a, an inside joke behind a drill, but is there one of those that you guys just run for old time's sake in these practices? Oh, of course, you know, one-on-one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of us are going to play a lot of one-on-one basketball in these next four or five days when we reach 
Columbus because one on one it also obviously it tests your mind, tests you you know how much shape you're in, and you know it brings guys together. You know it brings the competitiveness out of you. You know as as athletes we all want to win. You know but there's only but there only can be one winner. So I definitely believe that there's going to be a lot of one on one games before practice or after practice just to make sure that guys still have that edge. Who's your favorite guy to go against one-on-one? Oh, myself. (laughs) (laughs) Myself. (laughs) You know, that's just the competitiveness in me. Um, But I love playing one-on-one. And uh, it's always a challenge going up up against other guys, whether they're ex-teammates, whether they're guys that I don't know. But one-on-one is one of my favorite things to do. So, but I would say myself. So the Elam ending is one of those things that's really big. And we saw it in the NBA All-Star game. And it's really got its start, I feel like, in TBT in terms of bringing it to the national spotlight. What are your thoughts on the Elam ending? And is this something, probably we'll never see it in the NBA, but is this something that we could see get expanded to some AAU tournaments or something like that? I can definitely see it eventually going to the NBA. It already actually was a part of the NBA All-Star game this past year. Mm -hmm. And the results were great. Fans loved it. Players loved it. It made the game competitive. Usually, these past couple of years, the uh, NBA All-Star game was kind of boring. But them adding the Eli Menden this past year to it, it kind of made it a lot more liver. You know, players had something to play for, and you can see it in the players' eyes that nobody wanted to uh, to lose. And uh, it's, I think it's fun. I think it just gives the team. Like, it gives the team who is losing a chance to win, but it also keeps the team who has the lead on their toes because they have to make it to a certain number to win the game. So nobody is officially out of the game, and that's, and that just makes it more competitive. So I thoroughly enjoy the Elon Mendes. You talked about how this is kind of a way for the Syracuse family, the Syracuse community to come together. And you've got Coach Beheim's name around the team, Beheim's Army. What does that mean to you as someone who was your coach? How has he impacted your career and how does it feel to get to rep his name a couple years after leaving Syracuse? Coach B was a great, great coach. Taught me a lot. He, he, uh, one of the things that he did teach me was how to be mentally tough. Uh, I played. There was a time when in my first first freshman year, I sat for 15 games, and uh, surprisingly, I ended up getting getting my first start. And and he, you know, he taught me and other players that you always have to be ready, whether you play 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or the whole game. You always have to be ready. And I kind of took that mentality on a professional level because it's the same thing in Europe. I've been playing for Europe for 13 years and it's the same mentality where you have to prepare like it's your last day, like it's your last game. And he's part of that. He's part of my philosophy on preparing and making sure that you're ready and that you're mentally tough, that you're ready to 
ready to knock down that wide open shot. So uh, he's been a great, a great piece of my journey. And uh, he's always, he's always, you know, he's always has something, you know, you know, good to teach players. Even after you graduate, he's always talking about basketball. He loves the game still. Uh, I'm just grateful and thankful that I was able to play for a Hall of Fame coach and go to a, such a great university in Syracuse. So the tournament this year, you guys are playing for a million dollars, not the usual two million, but of course there's extenuating circumstances. So let's say you guys do win it all. What, what's going to happen with that money coming out of Demetrius Nichols' pocket? Uh, going in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm 35 years old now, so I'm a lot wiser and smarter. It's, it's going in the bank, and I'm trying to figure out ways I could turn that 100 into 200. That's my plan. That was a good answer. Is there like a maybe one splurge purchase you make? Um, no, not really. I'm I'm a you know I'm a laid back guy. Uh, like I said, I have I have a, I have a family to take care of, so I'm very very particular on you know how I spend my money, and especially with this COVID thing going on. Uh, a lot of things are going to change, so why not? You know, why would a person take that a hundred grand and you know spend it on something that's not really needed, or 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 something that's less important to you and their family? But you know, everybody's different. You know, not everybody has children, not everybody has family. So uh, my you know my goal is to to try to like I said turn turn that money into more money you're one of the elder statesmen on this team and i think it's interesting you bring up that approach with if you guys were to win this money and this team does have a lot of younger guys some guys who just graduated some guys who if they were still in college they would still be playing for syracuse right now Mm -hmm. but let's say you guys do win is that something that you're going to tell a lot of these guys because you're a lot wiser you're a lot older than some of these guys you understand the importance of long-term financial security maybe a little bit better than some of these other guys. Is that going to be a message that you feel like you want to impart on them when it's all said and done? Or are you one of those people who you're not going to tell other people what to do with their own money? A little bit of both. Obviously, everybody is adults here. and But if a player, if a younger player would ask me, you know, what the what are the keys of success on and off the basketball court and the financing part will come up. I would love to share well, whether it's basketball, family life, husband, wife, children, uh, you know, just the, just the ordinary life, you know, being, being an athlete for so long, I've, I've traveled the world, I've seen it all. So kind of have an understanding of how things work and, you know, what are the keys to success on and off the basketball court. So, uh, I'm an open book, so if guys ask, players ask, I would love to share share my experiences and tell my story. Because if I could help out one guy out of ten, then I've you know I've done a service. So I'm always willing to help out, and that's what Syracuse is about, and that's what giving back is about. It's not just about oh keeping everything in. You know, if people want to know, you know, I would love to share. 
All right, fun stuff with D-Nick. We'll do it again tomorrow on the show. We'll get into more of his NBA career and Syracuse career, as well as what his next career is, because he is making that venture into broadcasting. So we will get you up to speed with Demetrius Nichols once again tomorrow. For Tim, I'm Tyler. We'll talk to you again with Demetrius Nichols tomorrow.